This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Now, as we have been doing, we're going to cap this off. We will, again, before we go into the question, go over the definition of marriage, which hopefully we have down and uh, really in our spirits now. But marriage is a divine institution created by God, whereby two rational, free moral agents, the idea is that they are born again, enter into a covenant relationship. They choose to enter a covenant relationship with another imperfect person. That is marriage. Okay. Now, um, we've been doing that throughout, and we're doing it this time, and I'm going to read to you the question that we're going to deal with today. And again, I want to emphasize that we open it up for questions, and if this was a question on your mind, it was important to you, it was important to us. There's no question that was a, a bad question unless you had it and did not ask it. Okay, so the question is, what if you don't know self or where you're headed? What if you don't know self or where you're you're headed. Now, as you can see, we don't know if this question came from a male or a female. Uh, we don't know if this came from someone, it could be a young adult, it could be a teenager, it could be an adult, it could be somebody who is unmarried, it could be somebody married, it could be the wife, it could be the husband, it could be a mother, it could be father. We don't know. But we are going to deal with this question, uh, basing it off of it coming out of the teaching that we did on ministering to the family spirit soul and body. Now, I'm, I want to say a few things, and I'm going to refer to a lot of scriptures, okay? I'm going to refer to a lot of scriptures, but there's one scripture I want you to turn to, that's Isaiah uh, chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. Now, I want to say about this question as you turn your Bibles there. Um, this question is not a question that is unique. I'll at least speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody else, but I've been there before. This is not some location that uh, I haven't traveled, right? And, and I dare say, um, when you study, you find out, in all honesty, everybody's been there. And so where you are now with this question is not uncommon, okay? Now, I will tell you this in my discussions with people who do know where they're headed. They've been here as well, okay? So understand, based on others around you, They've been there, and they're on the other side of that. You can get there as well. And I'll say this. I, I know it was part of the teaching, uh, I believe, when we were talking about as our heart prepared, but uh, our pastor made this statement, and, and it should be, and it just resonated in my spirit, because this is truth for me. Once I knew who I was in Christ Jesus, everything changed. Everything changed. See, and I was there at that point, but then I found out who I was in Christ Jesus every Change. Now, I told you to turn to Isaiah 28, but I'm going to spout out a scripture to you. Proverbs 20 and 24. Again, you don't have to turn there. I'm trying not to take too much time. But it says, a man's goings are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? How can a man understand his own way? Remember, it's God who created us. It's not we who made ourselves. And so, if there's any direction, if there's any purpose... It's going to be found in God. But I will have you to know this, and this is the blessed thing about it. At the new birth, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, that's the new birth. 
at the new birth, we are granted access that we did not have prior to the new birth. That's key. Because there are a lot of people out there with this question. I, I don't know self. I don't. You find many people out there trying to find self. Going on journeys. Going on experiences trying to find self. But once you enter into the new birth, you have access that many of those people just don't have. And we have that access through Christ Jesus. At the new birth, we become purchased. Again, I'm, I'm referring to scriptures. Uh, but what know you not? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. See, you're no longer your own. You're not, in other words, God says the responsibility for the direction of your life is in my hands. Don't get it twisted. When, we say, when I say that he's taking on that responsibility, we still are stewards. We have, still have personal responsibility. But he says, if you didn't have direction, trust me, I got it for you. Because now he is making you his responsibility. So this means you have divine access. And, and another place it's written, in Colossians actually, it says your life is now hid with Christ in God. <laughs> so now you're combined with Christ in God. You know how God takes care of Christ. Now you have that same care in God with Christ. See, now you have divine access. That divine access comes by the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to take my time, trying not to take too much time, but I want to make sure we all understand this. First Corinthians, it says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. In other words, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, man does not understand who self is or where he's headed. But there's a scripture that follows. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. So where there was a lack of direction, through the new birth we have access, and then by the Holy Spirit now, we can hear and understand the plan that God has for each and every one of our lives. And now you have to understand this. Now I'm, I'm going to go back to this the new birth, the babe thing. When babies come into this world, when a baby comes out of the mother's womb, there's a promise of life. There are days, weeks, months. And you know, they won't stay babies. We would love them to stay babies. But they're headed somewhere immediately. And where they're headed is not in them. It should be in the parents. And so they're dependent upon those parents who have responsibility over those children to direct their lives. So they figure out where they are headed. Now, again, God has taken the responsibility for our life. So just as those newborn babes, now we're under the responsibility of our father. And if anybody's going to be a good father, Abba, our father, he's going to be a good father. He definitely has the direction for your life. Now, there is growth that must take place. And I'm, again, I'm referring to another scripture. In First Peter, it says, as newborn babes... Desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. And so we all started a new birth thinking we may have known something, not knowing anything at all. God takes the responsibility of our life and then he gives us access by the Holy Spirit. And he says, if you desire the sincere milk of the word, you will grow. So you're just at a phase in your growth. 
you're not there yet, but you're just in the phase. You've got to trust God. He's a good father, and he has the direction for your life. Now, I told you to turn to Isaiah chapter 28. I want you to see this verse, verse number 9. It says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? We're talking about our God. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? See, we're lacking understanding right now. We want that understanding. So who's he going to teach it? Who's he going to make understand that doctrine? He says, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. You see this baby reference that the Bible keeps making. See, at the new birth, we become babes. All things have become new now. And he understands this. He knows that we, we have a promise of life. See, at the new birth, it's not the end of anything. It's the beginning of life. And so he understands that. And so he references this. So I want you to make sure you understand this. If you want godly knowledge, you can have it. God is not hiding it from you. God is not keeping it from you. He's not, he's not playing hide and seek when it comes to godly knowledge, the knowledge that you're seeking. That's what you're seeking. It is available for you. But here's the thing. You must allow yourself to be a disciple. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, Listen to that. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, continue in my word, then are you my disciples. Indeed. And here's what happens when you become become his disciple. Then you shall know the truth. That's what you're seeking. Then you shall know the truth, and that truth shall make you free. See, when questions like this come up, again, I've been there before. There There is anxiety there. There's like, especially if you're, if you're a husband or if you're a father, there you are. You've got, you got responsibility, especially when someone is born into your home. You're like, oh, now this is a child. I have responsibility for this child. I need to know self. I need to know where I'm headed. And, and it can be overwhelming, but I want you to know, if you continue in his word, then you can be his disciple indeed. Then you'll know the truth, and that truth will make you free. You'll be free. You'll have peace. All the anxiety. See, once I found out who I was in Christ Jesus, everything changed for the better. And for the good. So it's very possible you can be born again and not realize who you are in Christ Jesus. It's possible. You can be born again and not realize who you are in Christ Jesus. But when Christ is able to direct your steps, you benefit. The family benefits. When you benefit and the family benefits and the church benefits. When you benefit and the family benefits and the church benefits and the community benefits. See, everything changes. See, now you give Christ access to your situation and the situation surrounding you. But I want you to know it is possible. You just have to allow yourself to be discipled. But here's what I want you to see. Isaiah 28, 9 and 10 this time. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. God has given us insight into how he divvies out this knowledge. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. I know we want to put our mouth under the water spout, turn it full blast and get it all at one time. But God says, that's not how I do it. That's why Jesus said, if you continue, you're not going to get it in one service. You're not going to get it in one scripture reading. You're not going to get it in one a memorization of a verse. You're not going to get it in one council session. You have to continue. Because his method is precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. What it requires is diligence on your part. 
The Bible says draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. But you have to go after it. Here's another scripture that many of us are familiar with. Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him. You're looking for direction, and He will direct that path. Trust Him. Don't lean to your own understanding. But you have to, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Let Him direct your paths. It requires work on your part. Again, I want to say, you can have the knowledge of God. You can have godly knowledge. How bad do you want it? And He won't hold back. He will not hold back. Do you know the Scripture? To whom much is given, much is required. At the same token, He says, to him who hath, more shall be given. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. So again, I just want to start, I want to make sure, because we've all been there. And this is how we go from where that question is to a place where we have direction through Christ Jesus. It's available for all of us. It just depends upon your diligence. So your pursuit of God, if you pursue God, it will result in clarity. I guarantee, oh I'm sorry, I guarantee it. By the word of God that I have faith in, God guarantees it. Amen. Amen. When I look at this particular question, um, you know, again, as, as Minister Martin said, this this is a place where, where I've been, and uh, and I've come on the other side of it, and a place where many of us has been have been also. You know, one of the things that we talked about in the teachings was uh, we talked about the concept of of leaning into the infrastructure that you need to take advantage of, of the infrastructure. And I think that sometimes we get confused about, about that term infrastructure, just like we get confused about the term family. It also probably um, um, influences the, you know, how we feel about our own salvation. You know, family is family, right? If, if you're my family, you're my family. If, if, if you are here, if you're in another city, if you're in another state, if you are in a saved state, if you are in an unsaved state, if you are doing everything that God has called you to do, or if you're confused and you're stagnant, you're still family. Family family is always family. You know what? Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. If you know all that God has called you to do, you're still saved. If you're struggling with what God has called you to do, you're still saved. Right? So we, we get confused about those things. But now when we talk about infrastructure, understand that infrastructure is specific to place. It's specific to positioning. And what that means is that infrastructure means is that certain things have been put into place to benefit you where you are. So if you're my family and you're in the city, you can come and have dinner with me. If you're my family and you're in Florida, guess what? We might not be able to have dinner this Sunday. Because I don't have a private jet. Right? That's what we mean by infrastructure. And so when we say that you need to lean into infrastructure, just as an example, go to Proverbs 27. And so as we talked about ministering to the family, spirit, soul, and body, we're saying that you need to lean into the infrastructure. So Proverbs 27 uh, verse 10. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Oh, 
just happened to be in Psalms 27. That was a good, that's a good psalm. That's not where I want to be. Proverbs 27 and verse 10, it says, Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. Neither go into thy brother's house in a day of thy calamity. For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. So what the scripture is saying is that, you know, the, the things that you've learned, what God has put in place, because God, God gives us family. It's by God's design that, that you have a mother and a father. That was God's design. That's, that's, that's the only way that you were born. That's the only way that you were born. They may not have been what you wanted them to be, but God gave you a mother and a father. And he's saying, don't, don't, don't forsake that. But it also says that it's better to have a neighbor that's near. It's better to be in a place and in a position where someone is there that is able to help than a, a dear brother that has advice and counsel and guidance, but they're far off. They're not, able, they're not there to help you to implement that thing. So, you know, for those that are, that are you know, starting out, that are, that are leaving school, that are considering sort of, you know, what the next phase of their, of their life, um, you know, is going to be, you know, really, you have to make the decision to dwell. So when, you, when you're pressing to the infrastructure, that means that you have to make the decision to dwell. Now, when I say that word dwell, I'm referring to when God uh, was speaking to Jacob. And Jacob was, was traveling and he was trying to, to make it happen for himself. And he was, he was in, in various places, but, but God led him to a specific place where he was able to speak to him. And he saw angels ascending and descending. And God told him to go to that place and to dwell in that place. What does that mean? It means that there's infrastructure in place here for you to benefit from. Yes, the gifts and callings of God are, are, are irrevocable, right? And he won't repent from them. But there's infrastructure in place here for you to do the will of God. And so as, as a young person, you know, we can't make that choice for you to dwell. You have to choose for yourself to dwell. Listen, we've established this ministry. We've established things in our, in our homes. We, 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 as your parents and as your grandparents, we've made plans for you. And we put things in place for you. But you have to choose to dwell. Yes. Listen, we, we made the decision to come to this place. We made the decision to submit ourselves to the word of God in this place. We made a decision to sow our lives into this place. And you have benefited from that decision that we made. But at some point, you have to make that decision yourself. He says, look, I'm going to dwell. Now, when I say dwell, does that mean that things are always going to be easy? Does that mean that things are going to be so much uh, um, uh, smoother for me on the, on the external? No. It means that, that there is provision, that there is grace here for you to do what God has called you to do. To lean into the infrastructure. In Philippians 4 and 9, I'll just, I'll just read it to you for the sake of time. It says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the peace of God shall be with you. See, learning takes place when we actually do. Now, you can, you can agree based on what you heard. 
You can, you can, you can say, I agree based on, 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 on what you said. But learning actually takes place when, when you do. Um, when you can demonstrate that, that you have actually grasped the entire concept. So learning takes place when we do what we've seen. In leaning into the infrastructure, the infrastructure that, that God has put in your place and put in place in your life, it's, it's your parents. Ephesians chapter 6, the first part, talks about children obeying your parents. But one of the things that I want you to see is that what, what are you learning from your parents? I want you to, to learn better. I want you to have a framework to learn better. I've had young men come up to me, uh, you know, too often, and they, they ask questions. And they ask, they ask, you know, just just any question. No question is a bad question, but they ask questions. And sometimes I want to say, well, look, I can show you better than I can tell you. I can. What what are, what are you seeing demonstrated in my life? How can you put that into practice in your life? Because if you put that into practice, then you'll answer your own question. And so when you're looking at your parents, the thing that you're looking for is that your fathers are going to raise you in a nurture and admonition of the Lord. And what that means is having a Christ-centered life. Having a Christ-centered life. That means that your life, the benefits of your life, are not the result of cunning. They're not the result of intellect. They're not the result of your hustle. But it's, it's, it's having a Christ center, meaning that everything that I do starts off with how does this impact my relationship with God? How does this allow the, the Holy Spirit to work in me and through me to accomplish the will of God? So we're not, we're not, we're not encouraging you to go out and to do all that you can do and to be all that you can be. I know this is America, but that's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to, to dig into what God is calling you to do. To dig into what God is calling you to be. Because in being what God has called you to be, that's all that you, that's all that you need to be. And so as, 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 as you're watching your parents, you're saying, how can, I, how can I learn to be connected to the ministry to the Lord? How can I, how can I learn that, that everything that I do how can I learn to grow and to develop in that and to allow the Lord to, to correct me in, in areas where, where, I, where I've missed it or where I've lost focus? From the aged men and aged women, turn to Titus 2. We have a little time. Titus 2. And this is a, a teaching that where, where Paul is, is um, he, he's given instructions to, to those that are older and, and those that are younger. Starting at Titus 2 verse 1 it says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity and patience. You know, one, one of the things that I like about that scripture is that it says that, that, um, that you can be sound in faith. That you can become 
that we speak about those things which become sound doctrine. And that word sound, that means whole. That means complete. You know what that means? It means that, that, that living a life that is centered on Christ, it's the basis of your life. It's not in addition to your life. It's not I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply Christian teachings. I'm also going to apply the teachings from the Mormon faith. I'm going to apply the teachings from, from secular humanism. I'm going to apply you know, positive thinking and positive reinforcements. I'm going to apply economic or capitalistic thinking. Right? Sound doctrine means that it's whole. It's that complete. It's complete. There's, there's nothing lacking in it. And that's how it builds line upon line, precept upon precept. And you grasp it here a little and there a little, but every, every single piece of it that you grasp is sound. It builds upon itself. It doesn't contradict itself. If you look at capitalistic principles, capitalism doesn't care if you live or die. If you look at the principles of good living and, 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 and those things that the world teaches, they, they, they say that we value these things and we value these people but we don't value these other things. Good according to the world is relative, but God is God, and He is Lord above all. So as, as, you're, as you're watching and learning, you're saying, how can I be complete in my faith? How can I be perfected in my love? How can I be perfected in patience? Also, leaning into the infrastructure, you're leaning... You're watching and you're learning from the ministers and the deacons. Those that are in leadership. In, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, just turn over a couple of pages. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 24, it says, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, Apt to teach, patient. So, it, and this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you to understand. Th these are the things that you should be looking for. These are the things that you should be learning from the older people, from the aged people. This, these are the questions that you need to be asking. Of how can I see this in my life? How can I demonstrate this in my life? Is how can I learn not to argue? I know I have a lot of questions. I know there are things that I don't understand. I know there's some things that I may not even agree with because it's not pleasant to my flesh. But how can I learn not to be so argumentative? Not to be so contradictive? Just, but how can I understand what it is that, 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 that God is trying to show me instead of trying to debate with God? Like, that God, this is, this is the way that you say, but this is the way that I see. I know, you, I know you've promised me these things, but this is what I'm experiencing right now. And God is saying, if, if, if we're going to dwell, we have to put aside those debates. We have to put aside those arguments. If God has said it, it doesn't matter what's being manifested right now. God has made a promise and His promises are true. God has made a promise and His promises are true. If I'm going to trust in God for my salvation, I need to trust in God for my life. And so, learn how to be gentle with all men. When other people are acting a fool and you see that they're lost, how can I not be critical of all those that are on the outside? 
How can I not have a haughty or high mind and consider myself better than? Because we're all trying to, to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But how can I learn to be gentle with all men? And so these are the things when we talk about leaning into the infrastructure. Listen, God, God has put you in a place. God has put you in a place where you can accomplish His will. He's given you grace to accomplish His will. But you have to, under, you have to make the decision. Will I dwell where God has placed me? Will I dwell where God has placed me and take advantage of the infrastructure that He's made? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Again, these things are just so important. And you hear these questions uh, come forth. Again, we thank God for those that have brought these questions. Again, I'm, like these ministers said, this is where we all have been, right? We've all been to this place where we're wondering where we're headed and trying to know ourselves and trying to, in our mind, trying to figure things out. And it's very important to, to realize and hear the things about infrastructure and know how God sets things up. In other words, you know, you're not an accident. Regardless how you got here, you wasn't surprised to God. So I'm going to start with this scripture here, and Minister Martin alluded to it. But go to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. What's got to love about God? God knew you were coming. Matter of fact, God had a plan for when you should come. Psalms 100, <clears throat> verse number 3. It says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. So I'm going to tell you, when you, you hear these scriptures, you hear this passage, to me that settles it all. First thing, the Lord, He is God. So if the Lord is God, that means you are not God. That means no one else is God. There's only one Lord. He is God. And then it says, He has made us. So, He made us. What do you mean by made us? And I'll piggyback on what Minister Martin talking about, the new birth. God had already established an infrastructure for you to be in place when you came on the scene. You notice when you got born, you didn't ask God, well, I want to be with that family. I want that father. I want that mother. I want to be in that country. I want to be born in that time, that season. You know, I like to be here in the 1800s. I would be... God, God did all that decision-making process for you. But he, prop, he plopped you in a certain place at a certain time with the infrastructure already there. It's called your parents. Again, going back to what Minister Everhart was talking about. The infrastructure is there. Your parents was already there on the scene. When you came out the womb, there they are. Right? And you didn't ask God anything. So now here's the question about where am I headed? I don't know self. God's like, I put you in that position, that place, to learn. And infrastructure is there to show you where you're headed. So that's why your parents are there. They're showing you your direction. And they're teaching you natural things to help you prepare you for life. And again, these things, and understand, that's God. I tell you, thank God for your parents. Thank God He's placed you there. And it's not, it's not by accident. You were born into the household on purpose. Whatever household you was born into. Right? That's why I always tell my sons, hey, it is what it is, my brother. You, you know, your last name is Hastings. That's on purpose. So this is how the Hastings do their order based on God. It is what it is. 
You got a problem with that? Take it up with God. But God's not, you don't get a redo. Like, God, can I go back and can I start over again? And I want to, no. See, God has set up that infrastructure on purpose for, for His purpose. So in other words, where you're headed, and we said this before, is all found in God. And God's purpose shows where you're headed. And so He's placed you there, first off, in your family, when He has made you, placed you there to get you going, as far as direction. And then when you get to a place where now we talk about you have received the gospel, you've heard the gospel message, now I'm born again. Guess what, what happens next? The Holy Spirit places you in the body as He sees fit. And here we are complaining about the infrastructure that God has placed us in. What body? The body of Christ. I understand I'm in the body of Christ. But part of being in the body of Christ, now I'm in a local church. He placed you there. Why? why? To show you where you're headed. And here we are complaining about where God has placed us because we don't want, we don't want to go in the direction that He has given us. I want to be in another body. No, this is where you didn't complain about the other body God placed you in. You're, thank God that you're here. Catch that. Thank God that you're here. Because it's because of God. And I always say this. It's amazing how we take God out of these equations. He, the Lord, He is God. He is the Almighty. The only reason that you are here is because of God. So you've got to stay on His purpose. Stay on His plan. So now that that lets me head me towards the decision making process. He's God. I'm staying with Him. He placed me into the body as He fits. Once I became born again, a new birth. So now, now when I'm in, in the body, I mean, I've chose to, and, and committed myself to a local church. I've got to make myself accountable. Accountable to that local church. Like Minister Ebar said, take advantage of the infrastructure that's, that's there. Guess what the infrastructure is there for? It's there for you. How good God is. Again, God knew you were coming. He set forth the infrastructure for you to be a blessing to you to show you where you're headed. And the whole time you're complaining about it. Again, just like when you came into this world, he had infrastructure in place to feed you, to nourish you, to give you clothes, shelter, everything. All You didn't have... Everything was already ready for you. That's how good God is. So as we get older and as life goes on, again, I'm saying it because I, I've been there. You, I've been to that place where you, you just wonder, okay, am I doing what's right? Am I, am I doing right towards the, the purpose and plan of God? How do I know? How do I know where I'm headed? Now turn to me to Ephesians chapter 2. Right? Because Minister Martin made a, a statement about you can be born again, but you need to find out who you are in Christ Jesus. It's just two separate things. I'm born again, but find out who I, who I am in Christ Jesus. How do I know? This is where God wants me to be at. Ephesians chapter 2. Let me get here. This is my Bible. Alright. Ephesians chapter 2. Look at this in verse... This is start with verse number 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. That is not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. I mean, I just sometimes... I, when I read these questions and I, and, I, and I read the scriptures and I hear these questions, I, again, it's by grace you're saved. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of who? God. So all these... Get the point. It is all about God. God has placed you here on purpose... Find out what your purpose is, is finding out where you are at in God. 
in Christ. So I'm saved by grace, not of myself. It's the gift of God that I'm even saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For here it is. How do I know where I'm in the right place? For we are His workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So that means the good works that I do is based on what God has ordained for me to walk in them. And it's all based on what God has called me to do. In other words, I am doing, what, I am doing God's good work. So how do I know I'm in the right direction, the right place? When you're doing God's good work. I like how Mr. Everhart mentioned, right? You know, doing is learning. You saying you're learning, but you ain't doing, then you're not learning. Right? You got to do the good works. And the good works, again, where do I find the good works of the Lord? In the ministry. In your local church. That's the service. That's the place that you grow. That's the place where God will speak to you about the direction of your life. That's what happened to me. I thank God for this, the Church of Living Water, where God has placed me at. Because that's where God spoke to me about the direction of my life and the direction of the life of my, of my family and my home. If I was not here in this ministry, I don't know how God would have spoke to me. Because God has set it up. That's what He gave us pastors and teachers to teach you. But you've got to put yourself under that authority. And then when you hear the counsel, apply it. You know, just like you do at home with your parents. You hear the counsel of your parents, you apply it. Then when you become teenagers, also you know more than your parents. Then you find out later, you, I should have heard my parents' counsel and applied it. So, don't miss this. Again, I'm not trying to simplify this question, but stay under the authority that God has given you in your local church. Stay committed to it. Stay accountable to it. So that means if you are a male, a husband, or a father, if you are whatever season of life you are, you are a woman, you are a, a wife, you are a mother, apply the things that you've been taught. Mr. Everhart read that. Apply those things that you have learned, you have seen, apply it. And then trust God. What do I mean by trust God? That the Word of God will show you the direction and will help you to endure as life goes on. See, don't be anxious. Just because in your mind, like, you know, I'm at a certain age, I need to be at a certain place at a certain time, everything's beautiful in God's time. And, and I tell you, that scripture rings so ring, uh, rings home to me because I, I, I finally got to a place, you know, God, I'm, I'm going to be in your time. It's not about brother hasting time. Right? Because my timing is always off. But when I stay in God's time, everything's beautiful. What I mean by everything, things just kind of just works out. You know what I mean? Work out without my effort at all. It's amazing how we let God be God in our life. Because we can mess up our own selves. So again, when I heard this about the directions of our life, you know, like you have to make decisions in your life. We all do. You know, you get to a certain point in your life where, okay, you make a decision about um, you know, where you're going to go to school at. You're going to make a decision about where you're going to work at and jobs. And those, I'm saying those are important decisions. So where are you going to receive the counsel for that? And so you go asking people, you're asking your peers, but have you asked God? Right? 
And then here's what God will say to you. You just want to go, God will just tell me, okay, where I need to be at. You expect God to say, be here. God's like, no, I want you to be in your local church. Sit down. Hear the word of God. And let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Right? In other words, don't be idle. You have to come. You have, in other words, I love how God, how God set it up. You got to put in the work. Again, just like when you were born and just beginning, right? You had to put in the work. Nobody, you had to put in the work to be able to walk, be able to talk. Nobody's walking for you. It gets to a point in time you got to put them babies down because they're too heavy. You got you to walk on your own. Come to a point in time you're going to have to talk. You got to tell me what you want. I'm not guessing you know, whether you're hungry or not. You got to start speaking. You know what? It gets to a point where you have to put in the work. But God has infrastructure there to help guide you and lead you. So when you wonder about direction to God, put yourself in. You know, I heard Minister Mar mention this when we were talking about the back to the basics. It's amazing how we got away from the basics. We complicate our lives when we move away from the basics. The basics are you are born again. You are, and then you need to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then be led by the Spirit of God, and then commit yourself to a local church and be accountable in there. And then guess what? Once you're placed there. Stay there. Stay in position. And then you will grow. It's not going to be on, uh, overnight. It's a process. Right? We read that. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little. There a little. You know what's amazing? Here a little. It's not here a lot. Here a little. Why is it a little? To make you come back for more. God, hey, look what... God knows what He's doing. <laughs> we think He does it. See, that's why He's God and we're not. He's like, just give you a little bit, a little drink, and you're going to be back because you're going to get thirsty again. But stay so that you can be perfected. And as life goes on, you'll, be, you'll thank God for where He has placed you at. And you know where you're headed. I'm headed to God's purpose. And I'm staying. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. That's why it all changes. I can commit myself and be accountable. And that way I won't get caught up in offenses. And guess what? Here's my thing too. When, again, ministering the Spirit, soul, and body. Again, here's my thing. I'm not getting caught up what everybody else is doing either. Where God has placed me at is where God has placed me at. In other words, if other people leave where God has placed them at, that's them. I'm staying where God has placed me at. Now, you think about that in your home. You think about when you're born into a family, right? You know, you won't ask to leave the house. Matter of fact, they wish you would. Your parents would ask you to, wish you would ask to leave the house. Nobody coming after you? You know, and other siblings leave like, oh, big home. Okay, that means they have more space for me, more food for me. I'll take their room. You know, it's amazing how they work. But when we come in the kingdom of God, all of a sudden, what other people do, hey, that's, that's them. That's their walk with God. But my walk with God, I've heard from, I'm going to maintain, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to let God continue to speak to me where He speaks to me at. God speaks to me where He has placed me. And then I know where I'm headed. Get established. Then mature. Then you'll be able to help others. Man, you make it sound so simple. Then what's the problem? Your flesh and the adversary. They're both working against you. And they're both on purpose. And they don't take a day off. 
So be committed. Be faithful. Back to the basics and stay with the basics. You know, this is this is the counsel that we have. Brothers, anything else before we, we close out? Just real quick, I, I think it is that simple. I, I hate to say it this way, but sometimes we just plain forget. Uh, I'll go back to some teachings we've had before. Um, and the question is, really, are you serious? Amen. That's what it comes down to. And we have to be honest with ourselves sometimes. This, is, this may have been something that you've been struggling with for a while. And I guarantee you the counsel has been the same every time. And then you have to get to the point where you see, I'm just not putting in the work that I need to do. I'm not trusting God. And you cannot separate the church from what God wants to do in your life. I recognize when Saul was on the road to Damascus and he finally met Jesus. And his question is, what will you have me to do? And you know what happened? He was sent to a man. And he had to follow the instructions of a man. He could have said, God, why don't you just tell me? No, no. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Saul, are you serious? He was. If you're serious, God will come through for you. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.